Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Move Happy Movement podcast with Erin Nicole. My name is Peter Kim, and I've been a fan of the Move Happy Movement for a very long time. What I love about Erin and the Move Happy Movement is that Erin brings relevant topics with relevant data and research. On this show, Erin interviews a variety of leaders to help you empower you to find your own happiness. Maybe you're the next rock star. Maybe you're the next and up-and-coming brain surgeon. Whatever it is you inspire to do with your life, Move Happy is here to help you bring you out of the dark days and help you keep trained up with the most current and relevant information to provide your for your communities. Make sure you stay tuned to the very end to find out about a very, uh, about a VIP private competition. All right, I am super honored, super excited to have Richard Kaufman here on the Move Happy Movement podcast and blog. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh, it's my pleasure and my honor. God is so good. Amen, amen. Um, so a little bit about your background. You served 23 years, I believe, in the Army as well as the Army National Guard. Um, you've done phenomenal things uh, for the nutrient uh, industry in GNC. You've also worked with, uh, I want to say, the heavyweight champion of the world at one point. Did I read that correctly in there? Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about how you got connected in that field. Um, and just overall, you've, you've overcome, I would say, a lot of adversity and your attitude is just so positive in regards to God is so good, despite, you know, going through recently some partial sight loss and vision loss and just still having that positive attitude. So really honored to, to be able to share your story today, my listeners. Well, I think this is going to be fun. So absolutely. Um, for those that, you know, haven't heard your story, don't know about you, let's let's talk about your beginnings. So a little bit of your origin story, if you will. All right, I'll give you a quick down and dirty. Uh, I grew up very poor. Mother was an addict. Father left at three months old. Oh, wow. And, you know, my mother was a nurse. And so she worked weird schedules. So a lot of times I was by myself and uh, as a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had my first case of alcohol at 12 full-blown alcoholic by the age of 13, wow. joined the military, became a drug addict and alcoholic. After two and a half years, they threw my ass out. Mm-hmm. Uh, went back in the military, uh, almost got thrown out again. Uh, I was due to be uh, discharged um, on the end of September of 2001. Mm-hmm. But because the events of 9-11, um, it changed my whole life and my perspective on everything. Because where I'm sitting right now, I'm actually overlooking where the Twin Towers once stood. Wow. So it, it totally destroyed me, but it changed my life that day. Yeah. Um, I, uh, like I said, I was due to be thrown out, but I asked for forgiveness from my commanders for like the sixth time. But this time they saw something different in me mm-hmm. and they kept me. And um, I became soldier deer eventually. Wow. Uh, become, became a non-commissioned officer. And then I got hurt on duty and that's how I became blind. So if you guys can see me, I can't see you. Mm-hmm. And the military thinks, well, if I can't see, uh, you can't shoot. 
So they medically discharged me on, on Memorial Day 2012. Mm-hmm. And that was the day I attempted suicide. Uh, thank God I didn't go through it. Amen. Through with, and um, that's when I started getting into uh, getting into therapy, helping mm-hmm. others. And uh, now that's what I do full time. I've also been clean and sober 32 years as of January 2nd this year. Wow, so now it's about helping others and creating impact and letting people know that you're not alone. Yes. And the three most important words in the English language are today I decide mm-hmm. because once you make a decision, then all you have to do is act upon. It. Yes. So those are, that's my mantra is today I decide. And that's the name of the mental health summit that we'll talk about in a little bit. Yes. So that's That's a quick down and dirty about me. Yes, that's a beautiful down and dirty. And thank you so much for your authenticity. Um, And I'm so glad that you didn't complete the act of ending your life because we wouldn't be here today and you wouldn't be able to impact all the lives that you have since that moment. And the story is pretty incredible about about what happened that morning that that saved me. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I I feel like we should open up. Let's do it. I get emotional. Uh, and that's, and that's okay because right. you know I'm I'm, uh, I'm okay in my manhood. Yeah, I don't have about uh, that. Uh, yeah. So, like, uh, you know, once I got back in the military for a second time, I tried to become the ultimate soldier. I went to every school, I took every class, I everything they asked me to do, I did. Mm-hmm. And then when I got hurt, and they told me, Sergeant Kaufman, you're no longer in the military. We need your ID. Um, Everything I built up to that point was being Sergeant Kaufman. Mm-hmm. I, and that moment that got stripped away from me, because not only did I lose my sight, I lost my career. Yep. Uh, and, I, and I didn't know who Richard was. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I bought a brand, got a new truck a couple weeks before that. And uh, I, I was planning this. I called my wife because... Uh, I knew I was never going to talk to her again mm. because I knew I was going to commit suicide. Yeah. And my was, you know, because I was, we were going to meet, meet each other down the shore and take the kids on a boardwalk and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I figured I'd get in the truck, get on the highway. As soon as the truck hit hundred miles an hour, I was going to put on the cruise control and just turn on the radio and shut my eyes and, Eventually, I'll go off and hit a, hit one of the concrete barriers. Mm. Uh, so I got in the truck. I called my wife because I knew I, I would never talk to her again. And uh, I hit 100 miles an hour. I closed my eyes. Mm-hmm. I felt the truck veering over. And mm-hmm. it started to veer over and veer over. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Now, I had a nine-month-old baby at this time. Mm. And uh, the song called... Uh, I called... I saw God today came on Mm. and it hit my heart and my eyes opened and I jerked the steering wheel. And it was at that moment that I decided to be a daddy Mm -hmm. instead of a sister. And that's when I started to, uh, I I called my wife. I said, I'm on my way. Um, We need to talk. And when we got there, I said, honey, I need help. Mm -hmm. Um, And that Monday I made an appointment to see my therapist and uh, I still go to the same therapist today. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, cause my wife would crack up and joke about it, but I went to go see the therapist that Monday morning. And I said, honey, you're not going to believe who my therapist is. She's like, who? Oh. her name was Dr. Seuss. 
<laughs> I love it. S O S, not S, you know, Dr. Uh-huh. Seuss. But uh, I've been seeing her for about 10 years, and that's when my life really started turning around. But thank God that one song, you know, turned my turned everything around. And uh, Amen. Wow. You know, so God, God works. It just you, sometimes you just have to listen. Yeah. Sorry about. Wow. No, never apologize for being human. And thank you again, you know, for being real. Um, you know, as you're, as you were sharing that it brought to mind, um, actually my, my grandfather, my mom's dad was World War II veteran. And I don't, I don't hear too many stories from her, uh, upbringing because there was a lot of pain within that. Um, but he came back to a family of five kids and couldn't hack it and, and ended up leaving the family. And they found he had died of some some sort of cause and she was about 10 I want to say um, a lot of veterans go through this they feel not just veterans but I think with the time of everything that we're talking about they're 10 times if not more likely to contemplate suicide because y'all have seen things that the rest of us don't have to deal with on a daily basis and the conversations between the battles and the emails that you get and the you know, commanding officers telling you things in between those off hours, you're not really off because you're always on duty kind of thing. Um, Phenomenal experience. Uh, I'm so glad that that song came on the radio, whoever was playing it at that time. Talk about God's timing. Um, Wow. Super powerful. Um, For those that might be thinking about it right now or in a dark place, what are some of the things, uh, obviously you talk about music and that song, uh, what are some other things that have really helped you? You've had some therapy for the last 10 years. What has helped you process through to really flip the script in your mind when you have those rough days where you're just feeling off and feeling, you know, not your best self, not your most positive self. What are some things that you've learned or strategies that um, you've kind of worked through? Well, what I did is I was, I was in the health and fitness industry for over 30 years. Yeah. And, and I was on a podcast with a friend of mine. And that's when we got to talking about the, you know, heavyweight champion of the world and all that stuff. Yeah. And I started telling him my backstory and, but he wanted to hear what I was doing now. So um, he, he prompted me. He's like, you know what? You need to write a book. So I wrote a book within like a month and two months and I actually put it out. Wow. And I, you know, I actually, it's actually on Amazon right now. But it was very cathartic yes. because I was able to, you know, get my feelings out. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, we talk about journaling and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was just a journal that got put out publicly. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it opened up some wounds. But sometimes that's the only way your wound can heal is if you open it up again. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, you know, like I had to go back and tell, ask people questions because I was like, listen, I was so drunk. I don't remember how did this happen? Did it really happen? Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that happened in the book that I tell everybody when they get the book, uh, cause I, I got arrested, was looking at five years for grand larceny mm-hmm. and my aunt and uncle and my stepfather bailed me out. And I didn't know it until this time, until the book came out um, that he helped me out. So I had to give wow. him a shot, mm. but you know, journaling, I think helps out a lot. Yes. Because once you see something on paper, it's different. You know, it's kind of like the only difference between a dream and a goal is a goal that's written down and has a deadline. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Journaling helps a lot. Um, And a lot of times I just look out, you know, from where I came from, like where I'm sitting now, you know, I'm three miles away from the parking lot that I lived in for a year in my car. And here I am living in a almost $500,000 home, three beautiful kids and a beautiful bride. Mm -hmm. And I realize how good God is. And then sometimes it's kind of like, you know, like somebody said, oh, well, you got the number eight veteran podcast in the world. But I'm looking at it like, yeah, but I'm not number one. So sometimes <laughs> we look out, sometimes we forget where we come from and we're just yeah. looking at the future. So sometimes it's good to look back and say, I'm not where I need to be, yeah. but I'm so where I used to be. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love the uh, the journaling aspect. I think that's wonderful. And also being kind of like, almost mindful, like you're accepting where you're at, but it's okay to want that next level when the time's right for you. So yes, there are seven more spaces above you, but there's like 1.5 million behind you. So <laughs> I'd say you're doing pretty darn good. Um, yeah, but I think it's a lot has to, you know, have to be level-headed. You know, yeah. like I go to Navy SEAL the other day and he says, um, the best thing in life, it's called a two minute rule. If something great happens to you, celebrate it for two minutes. Mm. If something happens to you, um, grieve for two minutes and yeah. then move. You, you don't have to stay in you now because like I can think, oh, I have a great podcast, but I still got to take out the garbage later. So you're <laughs> yeah. cool, but you still got to take out the garbage and you're walking around, you know, following my 14 pound dog, picking up a crap. You know? So. <laughs> You know, so you, you, you have to stay humble. And, uh, yeah. you know, I love that song by uh, Tim McGraw. Mm-hmm. You know, always stay humble and kind. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that makes you more approachable, too, when you have that kind of like humility and just an attitude that you can always get better. I feel like that's opened a lot of doors for me as well. So thank you for that. Those are, those are awesome tips. And I felt the cathart, was it catharticism? However you say that uh, through writing my book as well. It wasn't really planned to share it out publicly. It was more of like, I was going through divorce and I just needed to have like this process of writing through things. So I definitely agree with you on that. It's so healing to get things out, get your stories out. You know, if you can reframe it in a positive manner, awesome. If it's just a bunch of negative stuff that you eventually burn at a campsite, whatever, <laughs> like do whatever you need to do. Well, what, ha- what happened with the book is I was on another podcast uh-huh. and the guy says, have you ever watched the movie eight mile? And mm-hmm. pretty much everybody's seen eight mile. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. He's like, I want you to go home and I want you to watch the last two minutes and I want you to call me back. So yeah. I did. I watched it and I, and I watched it again. I'm like, dude, I don't understand what the hell you're, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He's like, I want you to put your book out there. And this way, nobody can ever say a bad thing about you again because you already put it out there. Yes. You know? <laughs> nobody <laughs> can ever say all your nerd out. <laughs> exactly. You know, nobody can ever say yet. Yeah, you were divorced two times. Yeah, yeah, but I got a beautiful I got a beautiful wife and kids now. Yeah. You know, nobody could ever say, you know, you were a drug addict and an alcoholic. Yeah, but I'm clean and sober now and I'm, yeah. and I'm changing lives. So yeah. now and once yeah. you put all your dirty laundry out there, <laughs> you know, nobody can really say anything to you because you already said it all. And it yeah. takes 
it takes the power and puts it back in your court. Yeah. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. I was talking to one of the veterans that helped protect me this last winter. I was talking to him about that. I was like, you know, whoever got into my computers and like hacked into everything, like they know all my dirt. He's like, are you worried about anything? I said, no, cause I've already told everybody in all my blogs and all my posts, I have no secrets. Um, so I really agree with you on that. No one has the power over you if you share it first. So <laughs> good on you. Good on you. The good thing um, is, you know, like me and you, if, if we're the same people that we're talking here that we are on the outside, yeah. then you got to worry about. Exactly. But if you're one of those entrepreneurs, or yeah. one of those people with the fake Lambos and the yep. fake man, mm-hmm. then you're going to be found out eventually. Yeah. So just be, you know, be real in whatever you do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I agree with that 100%. And I feel like that's also really a good tie in too with community because you know, as, as we talk about, you know, mental health and, and keeping positive connections, uh, nobody's going to want to hang around someone that's fake. Like there's so much evidence online. I don't say evidence, but there's so much content that's put out. Like people are so done with the fake sales tactics and, you know, the, the sleazy marketing videos and things like just be yourself, be authentic, and you will attract the kinds of people I feel like are going to help you get to that next level. Um, so with that in mind, you know, our second pillar of Move Happy is really about building strong communities to help with our mental health, help us, you know, combat depression. What are, what are some tips? What are some strategies you've learned either through your time in the military or, you know, in corporate America uh, to build healthy, strong relationships that you'd like to share? Well, I'm, I'm a big relationship guy, you know, and now, you know, now since we're talking, um, this is where the relationship just begins. Yeah, And that, I think, differentiates between me and a lot of podcasters is because, you know, they call me the veteran Joe, Joe Rogan now. or yeah. veteran Because, you know, <laughs> I, I want to get into a person's story, but I also want to create relationships. Yeah, And, like, I went to a military conference last year, and I warned everybody. I said, listen, you're go- everybody's getting hugs, you know, because that's the guy who got it. So, you know, there's these guys that are there. They're like ex-Delta Force, ex-Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm up there hugging them. And they're like, uh, I'm like, I told you. <laughs> told you. <laughs> you warned them. <laughs> so to me, you know, relations, relationships are, are everything in life. Um, you can never have enough friends. And everywhere I go, I have a friend. And it's true that, you know, your network is your net worth. Yes, for me, I'm a billionaire because of all the people that are in my circle, that. you know, like Hiram, you know, me and him got to talk and now we're, we're friends and, and close. So it's all about building relationships. And for my whole life growing up, I was a lone wolf and, you know, lone wolf sometimes don't get fed. Yeah. So sometimes, so you, have, you know, you have to, um, in order to, you know, have a friend, you have to learn how to be a friend. Yeah. So I, I'm all about relationships. I think that's the number one thing in my life is just building relationships. How did you switch from lone wolf to this person who has so many friends everywhere? What was that moment for you? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I moved to New Jersey. Um, now it's now it 11 years ago to be with my bride. We mm-hmm. just got married. We Aww. dated when we were 13. And then we got Aww. together years later. Oh, and uh, <laughs> when I moved here, I only had $50 in my pocket 
in the clothes on my back. Mm-hmm. Credit score like 400. Mm-hmm. And I I knew nobody here except for my wife and I had no friends. Mm-hmm. And that's when I just, one day I just decided, man, you know, I went to one of my uncle's funerals. I went to two uncle's funerals. Mm-hmm. Um, hope, hopefully you have a second if you don't mind me talking about it. Let um, it out. We got all the and time. my one uncle, he was an older gentleman. Um, he was... Stuck with his family, didn't go out, didn't talk to many people. And when we went to his funeral, the only people there was the immediate family. Mm-hmm. And then my other um, uncle passed away. He was younger, but he was big into church and helping people and changing lives. And they had to have like three or four services. Wow. So I sat down and I'm sitting at my uncle's older uncle's funeral. I'm going what kind of legacy am I, am I going to leave? You know, do I have friends? Am I making a difference? And then uh, my, my friend, Gary V, um, we were talking and uh, he said, you know what? Your legacy will always be more valuable than your currency. Amen. And that's when mm-hmm. my life, I started saying, you know, I want to make a difference in this world yes. and I can't make a difference being locked down in the basement. Yeah. So that's when I started to reach out and wow. make more friends and be more be more available for others. Because sometimes you have to be available for others before they become available for you. Wow. And now I got friends everywhere. Yeah, that is so powerful. And isn't it interesting how we can shift our entire lives from the loss of someone close to us? Um, and I feel like a lot of synergies around that too. Um I lost my father my third day on the job where this whole move happy thing started, worked in a psych hospital and didn't even know because he was super quiet at home. But sometimes our professional self is different from our personal self. He was a very quiet, introverted person. He worked basically nights like he went to bed at seven and was up at midnight. Um, Standing room of customers from 40 years of selling that were saying nothing but positive things. I mean, they ran out of chairs for him. And that's what shifted for me saying, I want to, I want to change people's lives. I want to leave a legacy like my father did. So I love, I love that, um, that synergy there. And you're absolutely right. hundred percent. It's, it's our relationships that really help us um, strengthen our mental health. I know just going through a lot of struggles in my own experiences, uh, I didn't feel like I was struggling because I had friends around me like that protected my, my mental health. And on the opposite was true. If I didn't have like last year was kind of isolated, got stuck um, in a state unplanned during the pandemic. And I didn't, and I didn't have any friends here, but I was like, man, let me, let me start doing some online things with my online community um, through LinkedIn mostly. And that really helped a lot. So great, great tips, great strategies on that. Third pillar of move happy is about movement. Um, you know, I know the military is very strong with fitness, you know, in regards to, you know, protecting our borders and what, you know, life, you know, your professional fitness level is important for the career and whatnot. Transitioning out though of the military, whatnot, how, how did you stay fit? And what was your favorite thing to do if that's not the same as right now to move your body? Oh, like I said, I was in the health and fitness industry for over 30 years. Yeah. I ran a dollar a year general nutrition center. I worked with guys from the WWE, Major League Baseball, NFL, World Heavyweight Boxing Champion. And uh, so it was kind of like I had to be in shape just because, you know, 
it's, it's kind of like you never want to go to a, a car dealership and a guy's driving a beat up piece of crap. Exactly. So, you're the marketing, <laughs> you're the billboard. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I would go to the gym a lot. Um, my f- fun thing is, uh, you know, I always like to walk. And mm-hmm. I think walking is so great for me because yeah. that's something that anybody, any age can do. Yes. It's very easy on the joints. It's very, you know, easy on the system. Yeah. And even if you do it, you know, a half hour a day, you know, you're still getting all the benefits of working out, but it's very low impact. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times I'll just put my earphones in and listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite way of working out um, as I get older. Uh-huh. Um, I want to start into yoga. And mm-hmm. I just interviewed a guy last week and it was such a fun interview. He does something called uh, laughter yoga. Mm. And it's pretty interesting. You actually laugh for like 10 minutes straight. And it actually, you get the same benefits as working out for an hour and a half. Heck yes. I love that. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about yoga, but I could laugh for 10 minutes. Right. So, <laughs> so you know, I think walking, um, I love to swim. I'm a big, I love to swim when I can. Mm-hmm. But, and I used to do martial arts, so that's fun. <laughs> but, you know, after looking at your, your eyesight, doing martial arts is not great because you're going to get knocked. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I think moving, I think especially if somebody's get, you know, been out of shape for so long and they want to get back in shape, um, just walking, I think is great, great to do walking. Yeah. Uh, body weight exercises, mm-hmm. you know, you hear mm-hmm. a lot of people, excuses. I can't afford a gym. I can't afford equipment. Well, the floor is free. Yeah. Do push-ups <laughs> and sit-ups. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, whatever makes you happy. Like like I said, walking is a thing for me. Other people, they like treadmills or they might like the Peloton. Whatever you enjoy and are going to continue to keep doing. Because yeah. you see, well, they go to the gym January 2nd through the 5th. And they work out so hard, and then they get delayed mon- uh, muscle onset soreness, and yeah. then they go to the gym. Yeah, they pull their back, <laughs> and they're gone. And, and it's different. You know, do whatever, you know, and even if it's just taking a walk around the block or taking your dog out for a walk, yeah. something to get the body moving, because, you know, that's when the body heals itself, mm-hmm. is when movement actually helps heal. Yes, I love that. And great tips, and, and really practical, too. I mean... The research now has shifted to more of movement being key uh, to connected to, you know, our, our overall health and wellness and disease risk factors and things like that, as opposed to exercise. Um, so I think that's good. Walking, we can do that literally anywhere, um, no matter our budget. So great tips for that. Um, martial arts. So which, which uh, specialty in martial arts was your favorite? Well, before I moved to, uh, when I was younger, I got into uh, martial arts and I would get into, you know, uh, tournaments. Uh-huh. Where, um, but you're not supposed to hit anybody. It's supposed to be for points. <laughs> and then I would get hit in the face and I would black out and I'd be punching everybody. So that's when my oh. sense of time got me into uh, uh, MMA. And, oh, cool. but, but then I moved to New Jersey. My wife's like, I can't, you're going to have to retire from fighting because 
I, she'd probably want because she's a hot-blooded Sicilian woman. And if I'm getting yes. beat up, she'll probably <laughs> up in there and beat up the guy. So I had to <laughs> So it was pretty much just doing uh, mixed martial arts and stuff like that. That's awesome. I can't wait to meet her. I'm, I'm also Sicilian, like a 16th or so, so not that much. Uh, she's amazing. <laughs> she's amazing. And, you know, we've been together 11 years now, and she'll always be known as my bride. Um, just because you know, I honor her and, you know, she's the best. Thing. I love that. And you you said you met her at 13. Yep. So she knew me when I was that alcoholic drug addict and, and she, uh, she knew me when I got sober. So she knew both sides. She knew the angel and the devil. Yeah. And she, you know, she's kind of like, um, she knows how to calm me down. Mm-hmm. You know, she, that, you know, I may be the Hulk, but she helped me become Bruce Brant, Bruce mm-hmm. Banner. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Love is a powerful thing, isn't it? Yep. And, you know, and I think God had his hand in it. Amen. Definitely. That's beautiful. Um, so one thing that I love to do, one of my, I would say what fills my love tank is edifying others. And so what I'd love to, I know you talk about your book. What are you really excited about right now that you'd like our listeners to um, get involved with? Um, how can we support you? Uh, well, I do have a book out there. Um, sometimes I even forget it's out there. It's <laughs> called Rose Journey from Darkness to Light. Mm-hmm. It's 99 cents on Amazon. So if you don't have a book, you got more problems than just a book buying a book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's my story, but it's also at the end of each chapter. It has a teaching point. Mm-hmm. And then the last two chapters, because it's actually a teaching book, the, uh, the last two chapters are um, what addiction is, not what you think it is, mm-hmm. and what suicide looks like, and it's not what you think it is. So mm-hmm. those are the last two chapters. And all the money, 100% of the proceeds of everything I do, all my merchandise, everything goes to help veterans and first responders struggling with PTSD and TBIs. So I make no money off anything that I do. That's, That's so why cool. I forget to promote it because I don't even realize it's there. That is so cool. I love that. And uh, what? let's talk about this hat you've got. I see the word coach. Yeah, the, the comeback hat. coach. But it's not, the, it's not the hat, okay? You know, a lot of people ask, you know, I ask everybody to ask me about it. Because if, if you will not allow me to wear a hat on the show, I will not come on. And I've actually turned down a bunch of... Uh, top rated podcast because they won't let me wear a hat and it's not because we're going bald obviously um, <laughs> you've got a lot of hair there <laughs> yeah, I got the Patrick Swayze thing going on yeah <laughs> but about six years ago when I first started helping people um me and my wife had a dinner we, we'd go out to go out to uh you know dinner a lot guys if you guys are watching this I'm gonna give you a tip if you don't date your wife another man will yeah anyway so we went to the movies and uh, we went to go see American Sniper with Chris, about Chris Kyle. And uh, so I got so emotional at the end of that because, you know, he died helping another veteran struggling yeah. with PTSD. Yeah. Then I, I got home. I got in touch with Chris's wife and his family. And I said, from now on, every show that I do, I'm going to do wear a hat in honor of your husband. And just so his he doesn't get forgotten. But not only that, but just to, to remind people that you're not alone. Yes. And there are some people that are willing up to up to giving your own life to help you get out of that dark place. 
Yeah. And that's why I do that in honor of Chris and his family. And just to let people know that, you know, there's some people that can and up to will give their life just to make sure that you can get out of that dark place. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why. I love that. And, and I was like surprised. No one's asked me if they could wear a hat or not. So I was like, you can wear whatever you want to wear. Like, absolutely. Come as you are. Like, I love that. And um, let's talk a little bit more about you. You have a summit coming up. Yeah, it's called Today I Decide. Mm-hmm. Um, because the three, the three most important words in English language are Today I Decide. Mm-hmm. Because once you make a decision, then all you have to do is act upon it. Now, a lot of people play like, well, I don't understand. What does that mean? Yeah. All right. How many people have ran over a squirrel? Me? Yeah. Almost everybody has. Yeah. And the reason why most of the time the squirrel gets ran over is because he did not make a decision. Mm-hmm. He stood in the middle of the road where he could have went left and lived. He could have went right and lived, mm-hmm. but he decided not to make a decision mm-hmm. and he got the ass ran over. Yep. <laughs> so sometimes you have to make a decision. Yeah. And once you make a decision, then all you have to do is act upon it. Mm-hmm. So the easiest, the hardest part is making a decision. After that, you just have to act upon it. So that's why the summit become, um, that's why we called it that. And the way that came about, I was in another veteran summit. Mm-hmm. And I told the story about Memorial Day 2012 and I put it on YouTube and it went viral. And that's when everybody's like, you know what? We need to have a mental health summit. So that's when all my friends got together and said, all right, let's do it. And let's make it free for everybody. That's awesome. So that, that would all started. And it's going to be uh, next Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, um, if somebody wants to, they can actually just hashtag today I decide. It'll come up on um facebook and zoom uh-huh. and it'll be free 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 for everybody it's an all-day event so come in your pjs bring your coffee and just hang out we have some great speakers um i'm speaking but i'm not a great speaker um and we're talking to someone i mean it's, it's going to get deep because some of the women we have are talking about military sexual trauma yeah um you know first responders so we have something for everybody mm-hmm. and it's called uh, the mind the body and the spirit summit so we're going to be talking, we have people talking about yoga, you know, mm-hmm. talking about the body, how, you know, synergistically. Yeah. If one, if one thing is out of whack, mind, body, or spirit, everything is out of whack. Yes. So it's just a day just to come in and hang out, get some information and maybe make some new friends. And it's free, 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 yeah, free, free. That is so cool. So you said next Saturday. So this coming is the 3rd of April or is it the 10th? 3rd, April 3rd. 3rd. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And how do they sign up for it? The hashtag? Oh, they, they can go to their, yep, go to their toolbar and just hashtag today, uh-huh. I decide. Cool. And it'll find how to get tickets. And, and the tickets are free, so it's... Just to register. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. And also, probably the next day or two, if people are interested, I'll, I'll be able, I'll be doing one-on-ones if anybody has any questions or needs any help. And of course, it's all free. I don't charge anybody anything. For any of my health, fitness, or uh, any kind of assessments, it's all free. Love that. Love that. And I always love to uh, close out the show with, you know, something, something a little bit personal. You've shared a lot, a lot of personal stuff already, but something random and impromptu to help our audience kind of get to know you a little bit better. Um, so, you know, you mentioned always date your wife, fellas, uh, otherwise she will find someone else to date her. What is your all time favorite date you've ever taken your wife on? 
Either wow. you organized or she did. Okay, it, this doesn't this doesn't it doesn't sound great. It's not very. Um, for me, it was romantic. For my <laughs> wife, it was because well, when we first met, um, we were both in junior high. Mm -hmm. So we actually went back to junior high, walked the high school grounds, and and went to the same pizzeria that we went to and had lunch that we did when we were 13. So that was special to me because it was just going back and from where it all began. And so that, that, that would, I have to say would be the coolest. And maybe the second one is when we went on our honeymoon uh, to Walt Disney. And that was, that was the, so, you know, other than that, you know, Sometimes, you know, even if we don't go anywhere, like we'll be sitting on a couch mm-hmm. and she'll be playing her video game and I'm playing my video game, but we're playing together. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's just spending that time with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and guys, if you're listening, you know, even girls, you know, there's a difference between listening and hearing. Yeah. So if your spouse talks to you, put your phone down and look them in the eyes and talk to them. That's what, that just let them know that they're loved and they're heard. So instead of just being listened to, just a, just a tip. Absolutely. I love that. And I think that's beautiful, the nostalgia of going back to where it all began. That's super romantic. I love it. Well, thank you. This has been super fun. Would love to have you back on the show in the future to you know continue supporting you and seeing where you're at on your journey. This has been awesome. Oh, thank you so much. And um you know, I just want to say thank you so much. And um, for you guys that are listening, just just remember, everybody loves a comeback story. Mm-hmm. And today it's your day mm-hmm. because everybody loves a comeback story. Because if Rocky didn't win the title in Rocky Two, there'd have been no Rocky Three. Yep. That's so it's perfect. your day to come back, and you can come back from anything yes. as long as long as you have that mindset that I'm not going to quit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap, folks. Thank you so much for listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. I hope you learned something today. I hope that we added value to you and your loved ones. If we did, it would mean the world to me if you would take a screenshot of a certain part that stood out to you and go ahead and post it on social media. Maybe write a couple of sentences and tag us. If you're on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, you can tag us at The Real Move Happy on Twitter. You can tag us at Move Happy Team on LinkedIn. You can tag me personally, Erin Nicole, CEO and founder of Move Happy. Um, you can also tag our business page, the little at Move Happy on Snapchat. You can snap us a photo at the Move Happy. And we're recently on Clubhouse this last month, uh, though it's not a recording platform. You can get on to different conversations and share about our content if something pops up and you feel like it's a a great referral for you. If you need some prayer, I go live on Clubhouse every Tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Central. And I'd love for you to join. All faiths are welcome. You can connect with me on there. My handle is at MoveHappyAaron, E-R-I-N. And for those of you that have been sharing consistently, I want to honor you for helping me grow out this brand globally. And through 
just my gifts and talents and passion, you get invited if you've been one of those that's been getting my attention through sharing content and writing reviews on iTunes and whatnot. You get to be invited to a private concert series. Invitations will be sent out as soon as we get uh, to 10,000 downloads of this show. And you can access 24-7 how many downloads we're at if you go to themovehappy.podbean.com. So let's check right now as of Thursday, April 1st, no foolin', 12.39 p.m., one second. And we are at 2,444, so a little ways to go. Thank you so much for all of you that have been sharing thus far. We do no paid ads, no bots. Um, This is actual people sharing about the show. So I really am grateful for you all. Again, once we get to 10,000 downloads, the first concert invitation will be sent out to all super fans of Move Happy. If you want to be able to hear the music sooner than that and you happen to be a veteran or first responder, I am hosting online concert series through my new nonprofit arm, Air Nicole Ministries. All you need to do is reach out to me on any social media or shoot me an email, Erin, at themovehappy.com and let me know you'd like to be added to our invitation list. Um, Right now, our next concert is April 29th. We've got some fantastic jazz and patriotic musicians joining. Uh, My mom and my aunt, my dad's sister, will be singing. They've been singing for, I thought it was 40 years, but my mom corrected me, it's been 30 years or 30 some years. Um, They've got a whole patriotic set they're going to be doing, and we've got Ramona Patterson, who's a retired veteran, and she's going to be singing some awesome jazz music, and she's a fantastic artist, by the way. If you're not connected with her on LinkedIn yet, she posts awesome photos of herself doing artwork, beautiful stuff. I can't wait to ask her to do a special piece later on for me. Um, So she's going to be sharing her musical talents And uh, we've got a special keynote speaker. I'm pending confirmation on that person. So once I get that confirmed, I'll let you guys know. Um, And if you are not a veteran or first responder, but you're maybe married to one or the son or grandparent or parent of one, um, family and friends are welcome. Uh, There is a survey involved. Super simple. Um, Once I add you to the list, I'll send out that email here in the next week. And you just need to fill out that survey and that adds you officially to the list that helps me customize the concerts to make it better each month for you and for your loved ones. Um, This is full gratitude concert. There is no charge. If you want to tip our guest artists, you can. Uh, Some of them will, you know, gladly take the money and add it to their equipment to improve their things or they don't need the money and they'll donate it to a charity of your choice Um, and then if you are a super rich fan or you just love what I'm doing and you want to be a sponsor I'm totally open to that Um, the way I'm going to be using the monies for the concert series right now it's online so I'll be getting some nice equipment to upgrade like lighting microphones for musicians and we'll be doing a rotating schedule I'll pay for the shipping so they don't have to pay out of pocket for participating and um, eventually when we're able to go back in person for concerts and things and that it's safe outside of this pandemic um, I plan to host one annual large event not just for music but also for 
those that really care about people with mental illness, specifically with depression, I believe that I have a gift of bringing joy and hope. And I'm not the only one that has this gift, um, but I really want to up the level of how we treat patients with mental illness and how we treat employees in the workplace and in our homes. So it'll be a medical symposium as well as a concert series. And we might throw in a 5k run when the time is right. Um, only God knows what will officially be there for certain, but your sponsorships can help uh, expand the opportunity to reach people in person once it's safe to do so. Until then, we'll utilize those monies to upgrade equipment for our online concert series and uh, marketing to help spread the word of it. I love you guys so much. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. See you next week.